Plaza Direct, King's Court starts now. 
lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. There's rules I love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. So far, man. No laying up, no holding back. And a good Monday morning, St. Louis. And all parts, north, east, south, and west, we welcome you in. And we're happy that you're here with us on this Monday morning, the day the liberals created. Yeah, that's right. The day the liberals created. Not much fun, but nonetheless, we are here because that's how we do business. We show up, even though it's a liberal day. But I hope you had a great weekend, and we welcome you into the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. You can hear our podcast right here. You can hear our podcast on Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, and any place that you find podcasts that you listen to them. We ask only that you Google King's Court Kevin Slayton, scroll down to the Apple podcast, click on it. When you see the three dots in the upper right-hand corner, click and hit follow, and then scroll down to where it says write a review, and please write us a review. Doesn't have to be glowing, doesn't have to even be good, just has to be. And then on Spotify, you do the same thing, except you look for the bell icon, and when you click on that, it's a follow. So we appreciate that very much. It helps us in our total listenership, and um, that's how they track stuff in this business. Our phone lines are always open for you, 636-538-0746, unlike any other station, any other show that you hear. No one lets you call in anymore. They're afraid you know more than they do. I'm not afraid of such knowledge. I hope you do. And if you do, please impart it to our audience and to me. Set me straight. But you've come here to get the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence, so I expect you to do the same. Backed by facts and evidence. Great story. I had a friend of mine this morning had to take his brother-in-law to the hospital for a colonoscopy. So they got there early. They were the first ones there. And they immediately turned on the television set in the waiting room to Fox News. When some libs walked in and saw it, they turned and walked out and went and sat somewhere else. Carpe diem, a victory for the conservative movement already today. You got to love that, don't you? Little babies, little cowards. I mean, if I walk into a place, they've got CNN. They've got CNN on the airport all the time. I don't get up and run out and throw a hissy fit. I just ignore it, listen to something else on my Phone or read. You can actually read. I know the liberals can't wrap their arms around that concept. Oh, my God, read? What should I read? CNN tells me everything I should know. If not them, MSNBC does. When I get, want a good dose of racism, I go to MSNBC. No one's more racist than they are. I'm assuming that you saw in the past few weeks that Newsmax was booted off of DirecTV. I think that's about 14 million homes. And that's a scary proposition in this country. That is censorship at its highest level. It truly is. 
And we're going to have the founder of Newsmax. You'll hear from him on the show this morning and how this all happened. Wait to hear how it happened. Guess who's behind it? Just guess. It's not really Biden necessarily, though he applauds it. But it's a female. We'll get to it a little bit later on. Anybody go out and buy balloons this weekend? I mean, balloons had to be the hot topic since the Chinese put a spy balloon over us for an entire week, and we did nothing about it. We are the most wussified country in the world. This spineless country sat there and got bitch-slapped all week by the Chinese because we have a spineless coward in the White House who claims he said to shoot it down, but he was overruled by the Department of Defense. A, that's a lie. But can B, can you imagine that being the truth and having them say that to Donald Trump? Donald Trump says, shoot it down. They say, uh, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> it's called leadership and it's called spineless. We had one with Donald Trump and we have the other with Biden. What a spineless coward he is. And so uh, once it got out of the over the country and the Chinese called Biden and said, hey, we got what we're looking for. You can go ahead and shoot it down and look like a hero now. So then they take it down over the ocean. And the liberals will hail Biden as some sort of a general patent when in truth he's closer to Benedict Arnold. In fact, makes Benedict Arnold blush. This guy is so bought and paid for by the Chinese, it's frightening. And it should frighten everybody out there. We have a White House and a government. The entire government is in China's pocket. And by the entire government, that means the entire regime of Biden, the Department of Justice, the FBI, the chief censors, which means big tech, the NBA, they're bought and paid for by the Chinese. Truthfully, who watches an NBA game? Does anybody out there watch an NBA game? You'd have to have rocks for brains or be so utterly bored by the rest of your life. I can't imagine how boring your life must be that you would watch an NBA game for enjoyment. You're hopelessly bored. Get a hobby. There is no worse product in American sports history than the NBA. I used to watch the finals. I don't even watch the finals anymore. And, of course, when I mentioned MSNB hee-haw and their stupid-ass racism, we're going to get into some of that this morning, too, with Benjamin Hackman, I call him. His name's Hockman, but he's a hack, who writes for the local newspaper sports department and is uh, going on and on and on about the first black matchup of starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Of course, you know that you knew they would have to do this, except it's a lie. One of them's not black. He's mulatto. So, But that doesn't stop these people from lying in order to tell everybody how Wonderful they are. Oh, look at me. I'm writing about the first black quarterback matchup. I must be a liberal. I'm the right kind of thinker. And watch me write about it. Because I want all the black people to know as a white guy, you know, I'm on their side. I don't know what side that is, but I'm on their side. I'm on their side. I'm on their side. 25 million viewers, our research assistant tells me, regarding uh, Newsmax. It's amazing. 
But Benjamin Hackman is on their side, even though he's lying to you, and we'll get into that lie here in a few minutes. But I'm tired of the liars, and they're no, they're nonstop. They're everywhere, as you well know if you just pay attention. And if you listen to our show with any regularity, you'll know. And you'll also know this, that if you're looking for a car, an SUV, a truck, stl-cars.com is your answer. Don't get the headache of wasting your whole Saturday going from car dealership to car dealership, trying to work a deal out, them playing games with you, never telling you the truth. Instead, go to stl-cars.com, or you can call them, 314-309-3633, 314-309-3633. You can even text them. Ask for Don. This is how easy car buying is today. You go to that website, stl-cars.com, browse their inventory of over a 1,000 vehicles. If you can't find one that you like, call or text that number and tell them what you want. Then tell them the price you want to pay. They'll find it for you no matter where in this country. You'll pick it up and drive it home. Or they'll bring it to you, actually. My son just had his car delivered from Alabama. I've bought three from them. It's as easy as one, two, three. That's all you have to do. You just figure out the car you want, tell them the price, and they'll find it for you. STL-cars.com, 314-309-3633. They're right there in Ellisville on Manchester Road. Well, let me get Hackman Hockman out of the way first because it's Super Bowl week. And I think that uh, you're going to hear a lot about this supposed competition between the first two black quarterbacks to start a Super Bowl. Just, just isn't true, though. That's the problem they have with it. So Hackman goes on and on saying it means a lot to younger guys when you see black quarterbacks doing special things. He quotes someone named Trey Moore, a teenager. <laughs> Let's go to teenagers now for our sources. Another one, uh, he says, they say it's really inspiring. It just gives you a vote of validation and confidence to keep pushing and working, and maybe you can do that as well. Do what? Do what? Play quarterback or be a black quarterback? Because it really doesn't matter anymore what color you are in terms of playing quarterback. It mattered years ago, but it does matter today what color you are to be a running back. It does matter today what color you are to be a wide receiver. It does matter today what color you are to be a defensive back. That all matters. Your color really does matter there. Because if you're not black in any of those other positions, you don't have a chance. You'll have to be one of the miracle workers like Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, Hunter Renfro, all white wide receivers. They're so rare they'd cure cancer. But quarterback, black quarterbacks are all over the country. This isn't unusual. This is liberal media hacks like this hackman trying to tell you that somehow or another we're so behind in our country that it's taken us this long to get two starting quarterbacks who are black in the Super Bowl, as if it should have been handed to somebody. Well, we've got a black starting quarterback. It's about time he started a Super Bowl, so let's just move his team into the Super Bowl. Isn't that how we should do it? According to people like Hackman, that is. Because to not be there is a shame and a black spot on our country. It's just terrible. He says, it's cool to think how many black kids will watch the game and want to be what they can be. Ooh, that's cool. 
It's also, he says, incredible to think, and here comes the shaming us, that it took until the 57th Super Bowl to get to this point. To get to what point? Were deserving quarterbacks started in the Super Bowl? Deserving quarterbacks have always started in the Super Bowl. And in this particular case, let me stress, it isn't two blacks. It's one mulatto, half black, half white, just as white as he is black, playing against a black quarterback. Whoop-dee-doo. No one would have noticed it except for the liberal hacks in the media. They're the only ones who care about such nonsense. And yet, even then, they lie to you about it. Because media people are born liars, that's why. They, they fit an agenda with the, their own facts. They're not real facts, but their agenda is black quarterbacks must be starting in the Super Bowl. Let's see how I can fit that in, okay? Here comes my alternative set of facts, even though they're not true. Hell, you might as well have just said Dan Marino was a black quarterback. It's pretty amazing. But then he scolds you, Hackman does. For whoever says this shouldn't be a big deal, that would be me, or says, why should a quarterback's race matter because a good player is a good player, that would be me. The reality is that many black athletes didn't get the opportunity to play quarterback in the first place. Wow. What are you, 1950? 1960? Because that's the last time black quarterbacks didn't get a chance. That's 50 years ago. But this jackass is rewriting, trying to rewrite history from half a century ago. And then he quotes one of the great racists of our time, a black sports writer by the name of William Roden, who is, he is, he makes Joy Reid blush. He's such a racist. So he quotes him, the great William C. Roden, whenever you have to have an initial, you got a problem. Wrote about Kansas City's Mahomes and Philadelphia's Jalen Hurts. What's equally significant and tied to the milestone of two black quarterbacks facing off is that Hurts will be the first run-pass option quarterback since Cam Newton to reach the Super Bowl. As if that has anything to do with race. And again, Patrick Mahomes is not black. To call a mulatto black or to call a mulatto white is some of the most racist venom you can speak in America. You are making up a racial issue out of one that is a lie. But this is how racists behave. Hackman is a racist. Roden is a racist. Only racists think in terms of race 100% of the time. And then when there isn't a racial issue, they lie and tell you there is. Makes me sick. It should make everybody sick, but it doesn't. It really doesn't. It's pretty sickening. Then they claim that Colin Kaepernick was a black quarterback who started in the Super Bowl. No, he wasn't. He was a mulatto. I mean, you just have to laugh at these people because they lie so much. But they bend over backwards to tell the lie because they want you to think that, ooh, here I am taking up the standard for the black community. I'm white, but I want them to know that I'm a black white. Wow. 
It shows a young kid that it can be done. It does? Doug Williams started a Super Bowl. He was the first black quarterback to start in a Super Bowl. That's a long time ago. Shows a kid that it can be done. Been a lot of black quarterbacks since Doug Williams. Some have reached the Super Bowl, some haven't. Been a lot of white quarterbacks since Doug Williams. Some have reached the Super Bowl, some haven't. But according to people like this liberal freak Hackman, you're supposed to get to start in the Super Bowl as a black quarterback because you're black, and if you don't get to start in the Super Bowl, you people who stopped him are racists. So the other teams that beat him are racists because they didn't allow it. You go figure. Media people have to ruin a great sporting event, and they ruin it with their racial bullshit. And that's all this is. More racial crap where there isn't any. But let's get back to the balloons. I'm sure they'll have big, giant balloons over the Super Bowl, a blimp perhaps. There are balloons in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. There are balloons at your kids' birthday parties, graduation parties most likely. But never have we seen a balloon or made such a hullabaloo out of a balloon like we did last week, and with, with good cause. It was a spy balloon hovering over some of our most sensitive military bases in the country. Now, it wasn't your ordinary spy balloon. I mean, it wasn't Justin Trudeau. It was China. And it was China, as I said, they should have just painted a big middle finger on the balloon because that's what they were flipping to the United States. F you, I dare you to shoot us down. And compliantly, Biden didn't shoot them down. Didn't shoot them down until they were over the ocean after they had all the necessary information they wanted. And if we'd paid attention, Biden told us way back when that he would never stand in the way of the Chinese because he was their friend. I mean, sincerely, so I travel 17,000 miles. I met with more than any other world leader. Now over 80 hours, 68 of which are in person. We were in the Tibetan Plateau, and he looked at me and said, can you define America for I mean, sincerely, give me my words to Biden. I said, yes, one word, possibilities. All right. That's why we, in many cases, we're viewed as ugly Americans, because we think anything is possible. No, I really mean to think about it. Can you name me one major initiative we united to do as Americans we didn't get done? I mean, one. Folks, look, I still believe that today. But there's really nothing we can't do if we put our mind to it. Just remember, remember who in God's name we are. We're the United States of America. No, no. I'll name one thing. Somehow we failed to let you in the White and let you in the White House. That's one thing that we united against, and the proof is in the pudding. It's all there in the fraudulent election of 2020. So we didn't pull it off there. We did, we failed miserably there. We allowed you, a criminal, to get in the White House, a serial liar. Now, remember, I've told you this many times. When you hear a guy in, in politics say, I mean it sincerely, you know immediately they don't mean it at all. And then when they continue to repeat it, they're really, really trying to convince you that they're not lying. And you heard them say that, what, three times? I'm sincere. I really mean it. No, I really mean it. As if anybody said, do you really mean it? No one ever asked him that. He just says, no, I really mean it. But my favorite part was she asked him to, 
define America? And he said, possibilities. I gave him my word as a Biden. As a Biden. This guy's all of a sudden going around with this phrase that I give you my word as a Biden, as if a Biden is the American standard for honesty. A Biden is the synonym for liar, serial liar. It has nothing to do with telling the truth, except that it's the opposite. I give my word as a Biden. By the way, you don't even understand what giving your word means. When someone asks you a question and you answer it with the word possibilities, and who knows if he even said that, that's not giving your word. You're not making a promise. When you give your word, you're promising something. Kevin, do you promise not to be a jerk? I promise. I give you my word. I'm giving you my word that I won't be a jerk. What was he giving she his word on? Possibilities? He doesn't even know how to use the phrase. Again, the guy's not just a serial liar. He's an illiterate boob, a buffoon. And he just you hear him get lost when he and then he, when he screams, the United States of America. The lying screamer, the demented lying screamer. I give you my word as a Biden. I'm going to start using that. I'm going to go to the bank and even if I don't qualify for a loan, I'm going to tell them, I give you my word as a Biden that I'll pay it back. Doesn't that mean anything? Isn't that enough? Guy comes home late at night. His wife says, where have you been? Have you been cheating on me? I give you my word as a Biden. I have not been. My word is a Biden. That should do it. Never mind that you've got some women calling you later on that night. You've got lipstick on your collar. Remember the old song, lipstick on your collar? Never mind all of that. You've given her your word as a Biden. (laughs) What an ass. The guy's just an ass. In every aspect of the word, he's an ass. Do liberals actually sit there and go, my God, he gave us his word as a Biden. It has to be true. Do they really think that? My God, if they do, they're hopeless. They're hopeless anyway, but they're truly hopeless if they if they do. KT McFarlane, who worked in the Trump administration, will Biden continue to be owned by China? Oh, I think it continues throughout the Biden administration. Let's just think about it for a minute. The Penn Biden Center in Washington, where all the documents were found, the classified documents, that was paid for by the Chinese. Who was staffed at that? That was all the people who left the Obama administration and in our senior positions in the Biden administration. So the salaries of those people was paid indirectly by the Chinese government. I think that's enough said. I think it is, too. Do you know who the people she was talking about, the staff people who had their salaries paid by the Chinese? Anthony Blinken. Who? Yeah, Anthony Blinken. He's currently the Secretary of State. He was the Penn Biden Center director. Amy Gutman. She's an aide to Germany. I'm sorry, ambassador to Germany. And she was the University of Pennsylvania president at the time. The Chinese were flowing millions of dollars her way, Biden's way. David Cohen, who is currently the ambassador to Canada, was the chairman of the University of Pennsylvania at the time. An anonymous Chinese donor gave almost $60 million to Penn to create the Penn Biden Center. (laughs) 
And the University of Pennsylvania got the China initiative shut down. In other words, the China investigation. So Blinken, Gutman, and Cohen, all Chinese paid, I guess you'd have to call them spies, wouldn't you? If you're paid by a, an, a government that is our enemy, yeah, I would call you a spy. That's what we do, right? That's what Fen Fen was. She was paid by the Chinese government to sleep with that idiot. Leon Panetta, who's no Trump friend, no friend of the conservatives, should we have taken down this balloon immediately? I, I think the United States has to take control uh, of this balloon. Uh, there are two things that are of great concern here. One is that it's been determined to be a surveillance uh, balloon, which means that uh, it's gathering intelligence. That's the purpose of surveillance. Uh, so that's what the, the Chinese are using it for. And secondly, it's maneuverable, which means that the Chinese basically control the direction of that balloon. Uh, it's invaded our airspace. It's obviously invaded our sovereignty. I think it's very important for the United States to take control of this balloon, either to intercept it or to shoot it down. Huh. And did Biden listen to him? No. Not a bit. Mark Esper, the Secretary of Defense under President Trump, take it down or shoot it down? My interest would be not necessarily shooting it down, but bringing it down so we can capture the, the equipment and understand exactly what they do, they're doing. Are they taking pictures? Are they intercepting signals? What are they doing and what is the level of uh, technical capability? It will tell us a lot about what they're trying to do, what they're trying to learn, and what their capability is of doing that. Now, failing that, I would definitely shoot it down. <laughs> How do you argue with that logic? Take it down should be should have been the first step. I agree with that, by the way, because when you take it down, you get to figure out what they're up to. Just shooting it down is probably not going to give you many answers. Well, they're going to try to recover the debris, but if you shot it and exploded it all, how good can it be? But if you took it down, went up and intercepted it and took it down, I'm not sure how you do that, but I'm sure they know how, then you get all the info out of it. But one way or the other, it should have never been allowed to hover over our airspace. Never. Not for a minute. Now, of course, what have the liberals done? What has Biden's White House done? They've tried to convince America, well, this is no big deal. I mean, after all, it happens all the time. It happened three times under President Trump. They actually issued a statement on Sunday saying, PRC government surveillance balloons transited the continental U.S. briefly at least three times during the prior administration. They went undetected. Now, if they went undetected, how do you know? Somebody had to detect them or you wouldn't know. So they kept, they lie and they don't even catch their own lie. The lie is so stupid and so unbelievable that they actually debunked it in their own lie by saying they went undetected. And of course, the lie then would be that it existed at all. If it's undetected, how do you know it was there? Because it wasn't. Because it never happened during the Trump administration. Not once, not twice, not three times, but zero. Mark Esper, who was defense secretary under Trump, have you read these reports claiming that it happened three times? I read that. I was surprised. I don't ever recall somebody coming into my office or reading anything that 
the Chinese had a surveillance balloon above the United States. I would remember that for sure. I mean, my focus was on implementing the national defense strategy to take on the Chinese as the greatest strategic threat facing our country. So I was keen on everything Chinese. We set up a red cell within the Pentagon to deal with it. We reoriented the military's doctrine and how we train and fight all those things focused on the Chinese. So I would be very curious as to why Chinese surveillance balloons were overflying the United States. So that would have caught my attention for sure. I don't recall it ever happening. Because it didn't happen. And if it happened, you would have known. You're the defense secretary. So we've got, as we recap this, Leon Panetta, who, by the way, as our research assistant points out, was one of the 51 intel officers who signed on to the letter saying that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian misinformation. KT McFarland will tell you what should happen to him a little bit later on this morning. You've got Mark Esper, the defense secretary under Trump, saying it never happened under the Trump administration. John Ratcliffe was the director of national um, intelligence under the Trump administration, in the Trump administration. Is it true? Is it what is what they're saying true that it happened three times when you guys were in office? Well, it's not true. I can I can refute it. Um, uh, former Secretary of Defense uh, Mark Esper refuted it yesterday. Sec- former Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo has refuted it. Well, that's a lot of people. Uh, is there anybody else, John Ratcliffe, anybody else who can refute it? The American people can refute it for themselves. Um, uh do you remember during the Trump administration when uh, photographers on the ground and commercial airline pilots were talking about a uh, spy balloon over the United States uh, that people could look up and see even with the, with the naked eye and that a media that hated Donald Trump wasn't reporting? I don't remember that either because it didn't happen. <laughs> airline pilots saw this balloon. People in Cape Girardeau looked up and saw it. People all over the country in Montana, Idaho. South Carolina, they all saw it with the naked eye. If that had happened under Donald Trump, as the Biden regime claims it did three times, a media that hates Donald Trump wouldn't have said a word about it? No airline pilots spotted a balloon under Donald Trump because there wasn't one. And so when they say it went undetected, that's their way of lying so that you'll think, well, how do we know it was undetected? And, of course, the question is thrown back on them. Then how do you know if it was undetected? But it's easier to lie and claim it was undetected, and that's why Trump didn't know about it because he's too stupid. But, of course, did the Chinese change the way they fly their balloons? Did they make them undetected under Trump but blatantly obvious under O'Biden? Is that what they're telling us? Now, if they were telling us that, the reason they would make them hard to detect under Trump is because they feared Trump, and they sure as hell don't fear this wimp. I would think it's safe to say that Biden isn't feared by anyone, not even Dr. Jill. The only fear she has is that he'll die in office and she won't have any more power. That's her only worry, and that is a worry for her. Because that's her whole life. Without her getting to pretend she's president, she has nothing. It's got to be kind of frustrating, doesn't it? What a kick in the ass that is. John Radcliffe, what happened this past week regarding this balloon? 
Uh, this past week, unfortunately, uh, the People's Republic of China executed an incredibly successful intelligence operation uh, over uh, the mainland of the United States. And conversely, um, the Biden administration uh, committed an uh, unprecedented uh, national security blunder of incalculable damage. Um, and, and I say that because we know, um, uh, you know, the facts are very clear that um, America's number one adversary, the People's Republic of China, uh, maneuvered a spy craft into U.S. airspace uh, a week ago on Saturday, January 28th, and it didn't leave U.S. airspace until a week later, sat Saturday, February 4th, and except for the time that it was over Canada, it spent um, at least four days, at least 100 hours continuously over the continental United States uh, uh, in an intelligence operation. Not only that, but the reports have indicated that the United States was aware of it when it was over the Aleutian Islands, before it even got to Alaska. To get from the Aleutian Islands to Alaska, it had to go over water. Why wasn't it shot down then? Let's all together, class, tell you why. Because Biden allowed it as part of his deal with the Chinese to ruin the United States of America and in payment for the millions that the Chinese have given the Bidens. That's why it was allowed. There's no other reason. You can sit here and tell me a thousand different things. You can try to deflect the truth by telling me that what happened under Trump, you can try to lie like that. It's not going to make any headway with me or anybody with a brain. But you can say all those things. It doesn't get away from the fact that there is one reason why it was allowed to continue over our country, one reason only, because Biden had to pay back the Chinese for the millions that he has shaken them down for. This country should be beyond outraged, should be so livid that a Democrat never gets into office again. But it won't be, because this country gets what it deserves. This is a compromised country, not just with the politicians, but with the people. People in this country who support Democrats are every bit as guilty of being compromised by the Chinese as the politicians are. The difference is the liberal people who vote for them are so damn dumb, they don't get paid by the Chinese. The criminals they vote for do, but they don't. That's how stupid liberals are. It's pretty kind of, it's, it's kind of funny when you think of it that way, but we've always known that. In order to be a liberal, you have to be born stupid. There's no way around that either, by the way. You can't get around it. Way too much evidence. It appears also that Biden and his gang of criminals up there at the White House have Trump derangement syndrome to a fairly well. John Radcliffe, do they? Every time something goes wrong in the Biden administration, there's one of two responses. They either find a way to blame the Trump administration or they try and find a way to say the Trump administration did it, too. And that's what they're trying to say here. This okay. happened during the Trump administration. It didn't. No, it didn't. And only the most rabid, lunatic liberal would believe that. John Bolton, who was in the Trump administration for a short period of time, Trump hates him, he hates Trump. Trump got his book blocked, he hates Trump. He said it didn't happen during the Trump administration. 
So it's not just people who you might say, well, they're friends of Donald Trump's. Of course, they'll say that. They work for him. John Bolton hates him. Mark Esper hates him. Those are two guys who work for him. They can't stand him. They both say it didn't happen. If a media was interested in getting past that, if they thought, well, that's not enough for me, I have to have more people who say it, call the military. Call the military people who were in positions of authority when Donald Trump was president. See what they say. Surely they would have been aware of it. But they weren't because it didn't happen. And Biden's getting pushback from his own Democrats on this for not shooting it down. Marco Rubio, Cory Booker, who's a liberal psycho, and Tom Cotton all weighed in on this. It's not just the balloon. It's the message they're trying to send the world that we can do whatever we want and America can't stop us. We should not have had uh, this kind of incursion into the United States. And we have a real problem with China. What began as a spy balloon has become a trial balloon testing President Biden's strength and resolve. And unfortunately, the president failed that test. He didn't just fail it, Senator. He failed it miserably. And there's no getting around it. Think about this. And this was our thought immediately last week. I don't know what the capabilities are of that balloon from a technological standpoint. I assume they were able to retrieve the information they wanted or they wouldn't have been flying it over those military bases. So let's just, let's assume that that's the case. But more than that, that was a bonus, by the way, more than that was let's test this guy. Let's see what he'll do if we stir the pot and actually do something provocative that would generate a response from any president in the past not just Donald Trump, but any president that's not compromised by China and by big paychecks from China. And so they did. And what did Biden do? He caved. Did Mitch McConnell weigh in on this issue, by the way? Did he say anything about stopping the Chinese? Of course not. You know why? His wife's a member of the Chinese Communist Party. She has businesses that are owned by the Chinese Communist Party in conjunction with her and her family. And that includes Mitch McConnell, another Chinese spy that lives among us. But not only lives among us, it'd be one thing if my neighbor were a Chinese spy. He's not in charge of the minority in the Senate. McConnell is, and he's a Chinese spy. Did Swalwell pipe up and say anything about this? No. For all we know, he's still banging Fang Fang. Bang Bang. He's fang and bang bang. None of these Chinese-owned politicians spoke up. Did Dianne Feinstein speak up? Now, she might not be able to speak at this point, and I don't say that jokingly, but she is in the throes of dementia. And yet she won't resign from the Senate because her ego won't allow her to. But I didn't hear her speak up. I didn't hear one of her handlers issue a statement. Because she's been owned by the Chinese forever. I didn't hear anybody from the NBA condemn it. Adam Silver, the commissioner. LeBron James, the comrade of the Chinese Communist Party Army. I didn't hear any of them condemn it. How dare them? They would never condemn it. 
Their bread is buttered in China. And that shows you how desperate the NBA is. People here just don't care about the NBA. They won't watch it. They don't go to the games. They're not going to pay for the crap. But in China, it's big. So they're not going to say anything. Assistant General Manager of the Houston Rockets found out if you even question China, you get fired in the NBA. So none of the people owned by China or the entities owned by China said a word. Isn't that odd? Well, President Trump didn't stay quiet. In fact, he made comments that would not only want you to elect him immediately, but that are chilling. It's rarely even mentioned that China has many thousands of spies working in the United States in business, finance, academia, technology, media, and likely even government, very sadly. As president, I established a special initiative at the Department of Justice tasked with the sole mission of targeting Chinese espionage in the United States. Joe Biden terminated that program right away suggesting that it was somehow racist. According to published reports, this came shortly after 160 faculty members of the University of Pennsylvania, where I went to school, the Wharton School of Finance, home of the now infamous Biden Center, wrote to Merrick Garland and demanded that the Chinese espionage initiative be shut down immediately. Anybody aware of that? I wasn't. So President Trump had a Chinese espionage initiative ongoing, investigating who these Chinese spies are, where they are, and immediately upon entering the White House, Biden shuts it down in cooperation with over 160 faculty members at that Chinese communist-owned University of Pennsylvania. That is a Chinese outlet. You know how Anheuser-Busch has breweries around the country, not just here, satellite breweries. You know how companies have different branches. The banks have different branches. The Chinese Communist Party has different branches too, and one of them is the University of Pennsylvania. The other one is Congress. Those There's at least two that they own, and the NBA, of course. So there's three of the Chinese franchises operating right here in the United States without any supervision, any oversight, any investigation. The University of Pennsylvania should be immediately investigated. Every donor dollar should be investigated and accountable. But it won't be because Biden shut it down. Now, why would you ask, would Biden shut it down? You know why I would shut it down if I were Biden? Because it's going to expose me. That's why. If it continues, it will expose the Chinese donors who gave me the money. It'll find more documents, most likely. But it will really let everyone know that I, along with the Penn faculty, are in bed with the communists in China. Shut it down. And don't think for one minute that Biden didn't encourage those 160 faculty members, hey, write Merrick Garland. That way you'll take the heat off me for just me shutting it down. It'll be you guys too. And by the way, remember where your salary is being paid for. It's being paid by the Chinese. 
So if you have any doubts about getting hold of Merrick Garland, maybe you should allow those things to ease your pain. Should Trump or should the Congress investigate President Trump? Should they investigate this Chinese initiative and the University of Pennsylvania? Congress needs to dig deep into the financial operations of the University of Pennsylvania, its Chinese donors, the Biden Center and the Biden family and figure out what the hell is going on. As president, I took the most dramatic action of any administration to curtail China's ability to conduct espionage in the United States. And when I'm back in the White House, those efforts will be expanded in a very, very big way. Instead of hunting down Republicans, a reformed FBI and Justice Department will be hunting down Chinese spies. We will create new partnerships with businesses and universities to give them the tools to protect themselves from insider threats. We will also impose whatever visa sanctions and travel restrictions are necessary to shut off Chinese access to American secrets in compliance with our demands and in compliance with our laws. The FBI even recently admitted that China operates a secret police force on American soil. How do you like that one? (laughs) How do you like that one? How do you like that one? Do you enjoy that thought that the Chinese are operating a secret police force right here in the United States? Well, hell, why, why would that bother you? The United States operates a secret police force here in the United States. It's called the FBI. The future of this country couldn't be more bleak. And it's going to happen fast. The takeover is ongoing. If the United States voters and the, the Republicans don't stop the cheating at elections, this country will be overrun very soon. Completely. I don't know why the Democrats didn't try to do that in the first two years of Biden's regime. Now, they did a lot of things, but they could have overrun the government. They could have overrun the country. I guess they had to test it out first. They took it for some test drives, COVID, all the spending, the lies, all of that. They had to make sure they could get away with it. The best thing that happened was that the Congress, in terms of the House, was stopped. Nancy Pelosi no longer has a say. Without that, we were doomed. That will go down in history as probably the most consequential election ever. Donald Trump's election was, Ronald Reagan's election was, and this midterm giving the House Republicans power was also. And because the Republicans were smart enough, even though it took too long and they should have had it done prior to electing a speaker, because they went about making changes in the way the House was run, the Democrats and their media friends howled about it, and they still do today. That shows how disorganized the Republicans are. No, the Republicans' mistake was not getting all of that ironed out ahead of time, and that was a mistake because it allowed for these numbnuts to run around screaming and howling at the moon. But other than that, no. Not a bit. It's just sickening. But thank you, President Trump. Now, KT McFarlane, what should... 
happened to the 51 Intel people who signed on to the memo, the letter that said Hunter Biden's laptop was nothing but Russian disinformation. Among them, Leon Panetta. They, somebody should question whether they still have their security clearances. You know, former government officials make a lot of money when they go into the consulting world because they still have their security clearances. Why do these men still have their security clearances? Men and women still have them. I know most of these people. They had no idea what they were saying. They just signed on to it because they hate Trump. Yeah. So now that they've been shot, caught in a lie, pull their security clearances. Pull their means of supporting themselves in a grand fashion. Carpe diem, KT McFarlane. Yeah. They wouldn't get those large consulting fees if they didn't have a security clearance. Why do they have a security clearance? Somebody should be asking that question. Why does John Brennan, who's as corrupt as the day is long, have a security clearance? Why does Peter Strzok, why does Andrew McCabe, convicted of lying under oath to the FBI, why does he have a security clearance? Are you able to get these in a Cracker Jack box? Apparently they're that easy. And they're without question that easy to maintain, even after you're out. See, people like like Katie McFarland, who are common sense people, who understand what's going on. And I love her confidence when she speaks. She knows exactly of what she speaks. But we don't listen to people like her. I shouldn't say we. I should say the country, the politicians don't. Because it's a big party for them. And none of them, even the Republicans, don't want the party to end. The party being the lavish amounts of cash thrown on these politicians. It's incredible. Now, if you notice, the uh, hypocrite uh, Robert Woodward has come out and chastised the media, which I love, for falling for the Steele dossier. Now, Robert Woodward fell for it, but all of a sudden, a guy who has lied about Donald Trump repeatedly to the point where Trump has actually filed a multi-million dollar lawsuit against him, all of a sudden, he's got a conscience. Former congressman from Georgia, Doug Collins, what did the media do with the Steele dossier information, and where did Woodward come up with this conscience? What the media did here was they just said, we agree because we don't like the guy in the White House. We don't like Trump. And I saw this through the impeachment. I saw it through Mueller. I thought it just, you know, every day. It was just, and it didn't matter. It, the truth didn't matter. It's amazing to me, though, that Woodward is now getting a conscience. Yeah, but he, th- th- this idea that he's back behind the scenes. No, I, I think this is now a saving face moment for a possible, you know, whatever else he wants to do. I couldn't agree more. Who knows? I guess he is writing a new book. That would seem logical, wouldn't it? A guy who lies for a living, Woodward, who had one moment in his journalistic career 50 years ago and has lived off of it ever since, has done really nothing ever since except live off of that. Of course he would have another book. President Trump allowed himself to be interviewed by Woodward for a book thinking naively that Woodward had an honest bone in his body. Then, after the hatchet job, now Trump is suing him, but it's too late. It's like locking the barn door after the horse was stolen. What good does it do? It doesn't. And that's the problem. 
Now, despite all of the balloon talk over the weekend and all the memes that were hilarious and uh, masking the dangers that we were uh, we are now incurring because of allowing that, all of that distracted from numbnuts on Friday claiming somehow with a straight face that he bears no blame for inflation, none whatsoever. If you don't believe me, listen. If you want to ask me a question about the economy, but I'm not going to answer any question about anything else because you never will cover this. Are taking blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't. I don't know how many lies. Did you count them all in there? There were so many so quick. Man. Because it was already here when I got here, man. Well, he's right. There was inflation when he got there. 1.4%. So he's right. He's right. It's now 6.5%. It got up to almost 9%. But he takes no blame for it. Even now, as it came down a little, it's still 5% higher than when Donald Trump left office. But he takes no blame for it because he says it was already here. Huh. The experts over at the Heritage Foundation analyzed consumer prices and interest rates, and their latest report was released last Thursday. Biden didn't want to hear this. The average American household, average now, that's average. That's not the wealthy. That's the average lost $7,400 in annual income since Biden became president. Now think about what you could do with $7,400 in cash right now. Wouldn't be taxed. This is what you lost. So you'd have $7,400 free and clear if Donald Trump had remained in office. So all the liberals out there who voted for Biden, and I'm not in any way claiming that Biden was legitimately elected. He was not. But he did get millions of votes. So all of the liberals who voted for him, happy Liberal Day. You lost 7500 bucks almost. Are you happy with that? Because certainly there had to be middle-class liberals who voted for him. Those dunces. What I think every voter who voted for Biden should have to do is pay someone like me $7,400. Someone like my neighbor, $7,400. You pay us. You're the ones who cost us the money. In a rational world, if I cost you money, you'll sue me for it. Right? And I would lose. You want some more truth? Since Biden claims he's not responsible for inflation or any of the economic problems. We've had 717,000 migrant encounters just in fiscal year 23. We've had $13.1 trillion in spending under Biden thus far. $141 billion to climate investment. Biden has been on vacation in his two years in office 207 days. Now, you can do the math. 365 days in a year, right? So what is that, 730 days? 200 of them he's been on vacation. 
That doesn't count weekends, by the way. So if you add the weekends in, it's probably around 300 that he's been on vacation. <laughs> and he's, he somehow claims he's not responsible for inflation. Those are the real truth, the truthful facts. Those are the numbers. I don't make them up. $7,400 wasn't my figure. I didn't grab it out of the sky. By the way, that's a $200 increase just in September. In September, you were doing better with $7,200 lost. Now it's 7400 And, of course, interest rates continue to go up. So those are the real facts about Biden's lie, that inflation was already here. And you know what he's going to do tomorrow night in the State of the Union? He's going to lie some more. He's going to tell you how well you're doing, among other things. And we'll get to some of the lies that we predict he will tell tomorrow night. Fortunately for me, I'm going to a college basketball game tomorrow, so I'm not going to have to listen to him. I'll get the clips and the highlights for you, but I won't have to listen to him. You won't have to either. Just tune us in Wednesday morning, and I'll have all all of that for you. Something that kind of went under the radar was DirecTV canceling Newsmax. Now, our research assistant pointed out that Newsmax was on 25 million. That's a lot. A whole lot. 25 million of viewers were lost when this happened. 25 million. That's a huge chunk. And how come it was lost? Because of censorship. Chris Ruddy is the founder and CEO of Newsmax. How has America's culture changed since you founded the company? I think it's sort of scary. Um, So much has changed culturally, politically, uh, maybe economically, but it's, it's, uh, it's very scary and frightening. I think, I think the change is even more since the Reagan years, let's say. Like, uh, my parents have both passed away. I don't think they'd really recognize this country right now. Um, my dad passed away in the 1970s, World War II veteran. I think he'd be like shocked when he sees things going on, trans agenda stuff and, just the way that the censorship, you can't even have dissenting viewpoints or you're closed down. Like Newsmax was just closed down last week by DirecTV. We were removed from 13 million homes. And um, in my view, it was a pretty blatant act of censorship. 13 million homes, 25 million viewers. What other reason could it be? And who's behind it? That's the question. This is blatant censorship. This is blatant freedom of the press being denied, which is a constitutional guarantee, I might add. It's so un- it's not unethical. It's illegal, and it's unconstitutional. But who was behind it, Chris Ruddy? We know that after the 20 election, Nancy Pelosi's Democrats actually wrote a letter to all the cable companies, including the head of AT&T, John Stanky. AT&T owns DirecTV, by the way demanding to know why they had Newsmax, One America, and Fox News. They said we were spreading misinformation about the election, and they were asking when our contract expired. So clear implication they should remove us. Very soon after that, um, DirecTV and AT&T deplatform One America. They said it was a cost-cutting measure. And when they removed us from their signal last week, they said it was a cost-cutting measure. And that's a lot of baloney. Uh, they made $2.7 billion last year. And we can show you 
they have 22 liberal news channels that have most of them have little ratings and get paid very high fees. Uh, as Ron DeSantis says, they always cut conservative channels that everybody's watching, but uh, other channels that nobody watch gets paid a lot of money. Pretty amazing, isn't it? So it's cost-cutting, except that Newsmax was making the money. The networks that don't make any money, they kept around and pay them highly. Very handsome payments to CNN and MSNB hee-haw. That's where this country is. That Nancy Pelosi can get her cronies, her criminal cronies in Congress, to write pressuring letters to the cable networks, well, not even networks, the owners of DirecTV, for instance, to deplatform Chris Ruddy's Newsmax. Why would they do that? Because they know that Newsmax, in conjunction with Fox, provides a pretty strong one-two counter to any of the liberal crap that's out there. If you can get rid of Newsmax, then you've only got to fight Fox. You're never going to get rid of Fox. So you get rid of Newsmax and you can just fight Fox. If Newsmax was still around, the liberals would have to be addressing both of them. In this day and age, with the constant spying that's going on on us as individual citizens by our own government, you have to wonder about the lists that are out there. You know, everybody's making somebody's bad list. The no-fly list, for example, how is that determined? Do you know? Do you know if you're on the no-fly list? Probably not, unless you fly and they turn you down. But how else would you know? And who makes these lists? Matt Gates wants to know how we get on these lists. I don't even know, as a congressman, how many different types of lists exist that present derogatory information about our fellow Americans. How people get on these lists, what due process exists, how being on a list like the no-fly list even accidentally You're saying government, impact, not, not some lists made up by Twitter or, or oh Facebook. No, we're, we're talking about this select subcommittee is focused on the weaponization of, go- of yes. government against our people. Yes. And you look at the, at the unconstitutional list that the ATF has developed. Yeah, there's a lot of these lists. Now, what would he do with the ATF? If Matt Gates had his way, what would he do with the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms? I would abolish the ATF, uh, and, and certainly given the way that they've abused rulemaking authority. Uh, surveillance is another vector that I think you'll really see. Uh, how you would be surprised. Well, people be shocked by agencies. Uh, Well, uh, it it is shocking to me each and every day to learn some of this stuff. I mean, people probably won't be shocked at the national security state's work to surveil people because we've exposed a lot of that. But even government entities like the post office have digital surveillance teams that assess people's political conduct. And when we asked them why they did that, the answer was, well, if there was a political protest somewhere, it might disrupt the delivery of the mail. And so under that ludicrous pretext, you're literally being spied on from everybody from, you know, the the highest level spy hunters on the planet Earth to the post office. The post office is spying on us. It makes you ask the question, who isn't spying on us? It has to be a much shorter list than who is. The post office is. I bet you didn't know that. I bet you didn't know that when you go to the post office, they're spying on you. 
I bet you didn't go that they're mon- know that they're monitoring your mail. They're spying on you. I bet you didn't know that they know who you vote for. What a pack of crap. You know what's scary in this country now is that businesses like DirecTV will lose money, huge money, simply because of government pressure. That's sad. But hey, if I remember from John Kerry and Obama himself, Chinese, the Chinese are not our enemy. They're just a competitor. Nobody to fear. None whatsoever. Joy Behor is now attacking Matt Gates. Now that's a real mental mismatch. You've got a brain dead person uh, attacking a guy who's actually extremely smart, as you just heard. But here's Behor because she wants you to know that Matt Gates was accused of some sexual offense, which of course never materialized. It was just another liberal smear campaign because he was a rising star in the Republican Party. So in other words, oh, we have to do the Pledge of Allegiance because he's hiding all of his sins. Yeah. You know, and we know what they are. One of them is that he, he was for the insurrection. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been accused of sexual trafficking, which he has now denied. I'll say that. Um, yeah. he, um, he, he's an election denier. Mm-hmm. And these are the reasons that he will. They always say, oh, let's wave the flag, rally around the flag when there's something to hide. And that's what he's doing. Whoever says that. Does anybody say rally around the flag when you have something to hide? I've never heard anybody say that. never seen anybody do it. When Richard Nixon was caught uh, with Watergate, he didn't rally around the flag. What's she talking about? So in Joy Behor's demented world and her hatred for America, the fact that Matt Gates would like the Pledge of Allegiance recited before congressional hearings means that he's hiding something. I mean, the stupidity is overwhelming, you must admit, even if you're a liberal. You have to sit there and say, my God, liberals are stupid. And they really are. So that's why Matt Gates wants the Pledge of Allegiance recited prior to any congressional hearings because he's hiding something. <laughs> so if you're sitting there thinking this morning, for instance, right about now, before any hearings begin, that Matt Gates, he's hiding something. Hmm. And then the Pledge of Allegiance is recited, and you say, Aha! He's hiding something. I knew it. I knew it all along. He's been accused of sexual misconduct, although I have to say he did deny it. How about if I say you bang little boys, Joey Behor? How about we put that out there? Now, you can go ahead and deny it, but the damage is already done. You can deny it all you want. But somewhere in the back of people's minds, they'll wonder if you are a little pedophile. But that's left to people like you. That's what people like you do. We don't do that. But I would wonder how she'd like, how she would like it if I did it. Or if someone else did it. She wouldn't like it. Although she, we may be onto something with her. Who knows? And then of course, the tub of lard that sits down the table from her in the tent dresses, Whoopi Goldberg, is really mad at Fox for accurately pointing out her mistakes. Fox loves to, to come after us every day. Yeah. They, don't, they don't do their work. 
They come at us for doing what we're supposed to do, which was give you our opinion. That's the beautiful thing about America. In America, we can still each give our opinion. Yeah. We can? And you don't have to like it. Hey. <laughs> it's just somebody's opinion. But I find that the people who are always saying, well, you know, they are anti We're not anti-America. The beauty of America is you can say, hey, this is what's wrong with America, and we can fix it. That's what they're supposed to be doing instead of asking people to do what they already do every day, which is say the place. Can you imagine people that anti-American that they would get that lathered up about saying the Pledge of Allegiance to, to America, to the flag? How can you get that upset about it? And they want you to believe they're not anti-American. Fox is not doing their job. Their job is to report on the news. What do you mean they're criticizing you and coming after you for your opinion? They come after you when you make factual mistakes. You're the idiot who said that Dr. Jill Biden should be the Surgeon General. Nobody else said that. That's not an opinion. That's stupidity that's so rank you should never be allowed to speak again. That's how stupid you are. So why wouldn't they come after someone that dumb? You also denied the Holocaust. Missile. You want to talk about election deniers? Behor, Matt Gates is an election denier, and he's for the resur- for the insurrection. <laughs> First of all, there was no insurrection. And secondly, because someone questions the election, the validity of the election, you're an election denier. They always come up with a term to call you something. And yet, when Hillary Clinton claimed that Donald Trump was illegitimate, no one called her an election denier. Did you notice that? No one called Schumer an election denier when he said the same thing. None of the conservatives or Republicans called them election deniers. We just dismissed them with a laugh. You're an election denier, you insurrectionist. (laughs) I'm telling you, they do make for a good sitcom. I watched all four of the first episodes of the all in the family show last night on me TV. They aired the first four. They're going to air them every week. Thank God all in the family's back on the air and they did not censor it. People were concerned ahead of time that they would censor some of the things that Archie would say, but they did not. Carpe diem me TV. And I'm sure that Pelosi will get her criminals to write letters to them telling them they have to censor it, but they won't. And good for them. They let everything go through last night. It was it was funny. In fact, it was hilarious. It truly was. <laughs> Just nutty. But we're so happy that it all made it through. So what happens now? Are they going to try to censor it? Wouldn't surprise me. It's some of the funniest comedy in the history of comedy. And what liberals don't understand is the entire premise of the show was to make fun of someone who was a bigot. And he was a lovable bigot, Archie was, because he was not very smart. But they think that to enjoy watching All in the Family is to become a bigot. It's just, it's just incredible. 
It really is. Thank God for MeTV. Now, is Biden still denying that he and Hunter Biden are business partners? The latest was when Saki 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 was still in office. Remember Peter Ducey asking her? And how curt was this response? And the president has said that he never spoke to his son about his overseas business dealings. Is that still the case? Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Somebody else go ahead, please, quickly. Get me out of this. Quickly. Quickly, hurry up. I got to lie, and I don't want to lie for too long. They'll be able to see that I'm lying. (laughs) Bizarre, isn't it? But that's what they were, so they're still denying it, and they're denying it to this day. But now they won't even talk about it. Mark Levin, who's dangerous in our country? We have the most dangerous FBI today since the history of the FBI. We have the most dangerous Department of Justice since it was founded by Ulysses S. Grant in 1870. We have the most dangerous attorney general since George Washington handpicked an attorney general in 1795. You know, the Department of Justice, the attorney general, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the U.S. attorney, none of them are in the Constitution. They were all created by Congress. So how can it be that they can stiff arm the United States Congress. Well, here's the deal. They can't. No, they can't. But they're trying. And with this set of criminals in office, I would correct Mark Levin. They can. They can't by law. He's right. They can't. But not only can they, but they will. Because the law doesn't matter to criminals like Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland is one of the most dangerous criminals in America. And he's a spineless criminal. He's a coward. Now, what has Biden done with these agencies to try to cover his tracks? Mark Levin? And so they use the FBI, the Department of Justice, the U.S. Attorney's Office, and all the rest to go after Republicans. Whether they're state legislators or state legislatures that are Republican, whether they're pro-lifers who are Republican, whether they're people who were merely parading and, quote-unquote, trespassing on the Capitol grounds, they went after them, too. Obviously, they're going after former President Trump. Can you name any Democrats that they've targeted? Is it the Democrats or angels? No, it's not. No, it's not. But they haven't targeted one. Not one. So according to this Department of Justice, every Democrat in Washington, every unelected joke of a quack in Washington has done nothing wrong. Parents are being investigated by this Department of Justice. Parents who are concerned about what their children are being taught in school indoctrinated with all the lies that these teachers today will lie to them and and indoctrinate them with. That's who Merrick Garland comes after, parents. 
What a pathetic, sick pig he is. And he really is. The final word on the ouster of Swalwell, Schiff, and Omar came yesterday with Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis from New York. She sat on the Foreign Relations Committee with Omar. And folks, it's worse than we ever thought. First and foremost, uh, I sat on this committee when uh, Ilan Omar compared Israel and the United States to Hamas and the Taliban, somebody who can't differentiate between terrorist organizations and the United States of America and our great ally Israel is a problem on that committee. Uh, I also sat on this committee when she was saying that Venezuela and the turmoil in Venezuela was because of the United States of America instead of rightfully putting the blame on the socialism and communism of Hugo Chavez and Nicolas Maduro. Another very dangerous viewpoint that, you know, quite frankly, when you're on this committee, our we're representing our country and our Congress to other foreign governments. And to have someone on this committee that says those things, plus the fact that she diminished 9-11, the worst terrorist attack on our soil, as some people who who did something, that to me as a New Yorker who represents a district who lost uh, most lives on 9-11 is very disheartening and it makes me angry. It ought to make her angry. It ought to make all of us angry. Imagine someone sitting in Congress and saying that 9-11 was really just a matter of some someone who did something, some people who did something. That's how she refers to 9-11, but she calls January 6th protest an insurrection. She should not just be banned from the Foreign Relations Committee. She shouldn't be on any committee. I disagree with McCarthy. She shouldn't be on a single committee, and that would send the strongest of all messages back to those pea brains from Yemen or Somalia who are in the Minnesota district where she lives who elected her. We're not taking people like her. She's an affront to this country, much less Congress. She compared Italy and the United States to Hamas and Hezbollah. What is she doing there? Don't take her off the committee. Ban her from any committee. And she should be forced out of office. She should be impeached for those very comments. Nothing more needed. She should be gone. And anyone like her should be gone. And it's time that Republicans quit sitting back and getting bitch slapped. Greg Gutfeld has it figured out. The only way you can teach Democrats a lesson is to give it to give it back to them. I don't like that strategy, but the fact is it's the only way to get them to stop making big deals out of stupid things. This is a trend that happened with Trump. The inclination now is to fight fire with fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might be only the w- only way to get certain Democrats to behave because turning the other cheek, all that all you end up with is with a bruised butt. He's right. What my description has been, if you're going to be wrestling with pigs, you have to get down in the mud with them. Until that pig realizes the jig is up. But if you continue to shout at the muddy pig from ten rows back in the stands, the pig doesn't care. Only when you get down there and wrestle with the pig and beat it right there in the mud does the pig get the message. And Democrats are pigs. They're nothing but muddy pigs. 
And, of course, they've trotted around liars about this COVID virus forever. Albert Burla is the head honcho at Pfizer. I believe it's, it's either Pfizer or Moderna. I can't remember which. And all he's done is lie. And according to Dr. Peter McCullough, he's hid the death totals. This is enormously disturbing. This comes on the heels of Pfizer CEO, who's a veterinarian, by the way, Albert Burla, being pursued in Davos by uh, by uh, media personnel. And they were asking him about the vaccine. Uh, now, in Pfizer's documents uh, that are released publicly under court order, Pfizer knew about 1,223 deaths within 90 days of their vaccine. People who called into Pfizer said their family members died after they took the Pfizer vaccine. The FDA wanted to block this for 55 years. It finally came out uh, earlier in 2022. And what Borla told the media was that he knew of no safety signals with his vaccine. No safety signals. This is a monstrous number of deaths. And I can tell you, 5, 10, 15, 50 deaths. Uh, Pfizer should have pulled it off the market. It was his responsibility. It goes all the way up to CEOs. That Pfizer executives, the best case scenario is their line. The worst case scenario is that they're, they're either on the verge of or, in fact, they are committing domestic terrorism. Pretty strong charges from Dr. Peter McCullough. But he's right. And this continually goes on unchecked. No one's held accountable. And reason no one's held accountable when it comes to COVID is because they're all in on it. If you hold this guy accountable, if you're Merrick Garland or Biden, he's got the goods on you. If you hold the CDC accountable, they've got the goods on you. So nobody is ever going to be held accountable for the lies and the deaths they've caused. The only person who has is thanks to a weathercaster on Fox. Janice Dean brought down Andrew Andrew Cuomo all by herself. It was her constant pressure about his murderous, murderous renegade rampage through nursing homes in New York when he murdered tens of thousands of elderly people. The sex part of it was just tossed in as an afterthought. That's how they were able to get him out of office. But it was her relentless campaign against him that brought him to accountability. And, you know, most people would not feel like they've been held accountable when they're still wealthy, and he is. But his ego is so huge that the one thing that would bother him is not bankrupting him. It's not calling him a sex pervert. It's taking away his power. And she took away his power. I love it. And the way they tried to dismiss her, he and that punk-ass brother of his, the weather bitch, I got news for you. The weather bitch brought you down. Big time. And if Ivan Rakin has his way, and he's a constitutional lawyer, the 2020 election will be overturned. He believes in certain states they're heading toward overturning elections. Should the states, with these new political figures that were just elected in this past election, should they have the moral, ethical, and uh, I guess legal courage to take the bold step to correct a previous election 
it could trigger a 12th Amendment action for the House of Representatives to change who the per person is in the White House and for the Senate to change who is in the at the Naval Observatory. And I think we're going to have that in Arizona, and that may, that may be a triggering event for other states. I think he's right. It has to happen somewhere first. Someone has to have the moral, ethical, and legal courage to do it. And if Arizona paves the way, Arizona will go down in history as one of the most courageous states in the Union. If they don't, they'll just be another wimp-ass group of politicians, political hacks. But if they do it, it'll give impetus for Pennsylvania, for Georgia, for Wisconsin to follow suit. Will they? We don't know. But it certainly would give them an open door. Okay, now we're not alone. Now we're not alone. So we can do it. And that would be spectacular. I hope that Ivan Raiklin is correct. A research assistant found that uh, interview. He's spot on. He knows the Constitution inside and out, up and down, unlike any politician. And we've got people in positions of authority in Wisconsin and Arizona and Georgia who say it wasn't a clean ex uh, election. Then grow some nuts and have some courage. Because the fate of the republic literally is in your hands. Perhaps the way to stop the cheating in these elections by the Democrats is to do that. Maybe not even to keep a watchful eye on them like the Republicans fail miserably in doing. But overturn just one. Just one corrupt election. Very few elections in history will ever be as blatant as the 2020 presidential election or the 2022 gubernatorial election in Arizona when Kerry Lake was completely robbed in broad daylight. At least in Trump's case, they tried to do it under the cover of darkness. In Arizona, they were so emboldened that they said, screw it, we'll do it right in the middle of the day. We don't care. Nobody's going to stop us. Nobody. And so if we overturn that election, maybe the people in Pennsylvania, the state legislature there, made up of Republicans who have voiced their displeasure at the uh, election of Fetterman, for instance, that would get overturned. In Georgia, we've seen what happened there. A psychopath and a communist got elected. Can you imagine that in Georgia? A racist psychopath who hates white people in the dead South supposedly got elected twice. <laughs> if you believe that, I've got some land underwater to sell you, but don't bother with the water. Don't worry about it. I guess my favorite of the weekend, though, was the failed mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Pete Buttigieg, who is Biden's bootlicker, Mr. Secretary of Transportation. He doesn't even know how to drive a car, much less be Secretary of Transportation. But the whole world, including all of the Democrats, were saying Biden should not run again. In fact, the latest poll was 58% of Democrats say anybody but Biden. That was put to Buttigieg, and you'll hear his response. You want him to run again? I mean, you saw our poll. You had a large number of Democrats say they don't want him to run again. He is an 
absolutely historically successful president. And I want to see that continue. <laughs> How does anybody say that with a straight face? I understand a political life is one of lying. I, I get it. I don't like it, but I understand that's what they do for a living. But when you say absurd stuff like that, it's incredible. You might as well have just said Biden's not a liar. That's just as stupid. Historically successful. Does this asshat understand inflation? Does he understand people can't afford basic needs? Does he understand that? Does he understand that his office is responsible for supply chain debacles? And yet he says historically successful. Not just successful, historically successful. In what area? Spending? Possibly. I'd have to go back and look if anybody else has spent more of our money and wasted it more than this guy has. He may be history-making there. But that's it. He historically murdered 13 soldiers in the ungodly evacuation of Afghanistan. Actually, it's not even an evacuation. It was a run like a coward, like a stooge and leave everything behind. Was that historical, Buttigieg, leaving all of our military equipment behind? It was historically stupid. I'll give him that. Wow. How about lying about COVID? Lying about vaccinations, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Was that historically successful? You jackass. I don't care that you're gay. You're a dumbass. But the only reason you're where you are is because you're gay. Why don't you wake up and get it? I'm an imbecile, but I'm here because I'm gay. I should just be promoting the fact that I'm gay rather than saying anything about Biden's historical success. Because your ticket is not Biden. Your ticket is being gay. Now, if you really wanted to ensure your political success, you would tell everybody, I'm no longer just gay. I'm now a transgender weirdo. That would give you real impetus to gain office somewhere or an appointment, better yet. You can't get elected. But you might get an appointment somewhere if you're a transgender lunatic. The gay thing might kind of be wearing down because the trans people have come along and stolen your thunder. Being gay might not cut it anymore for a free pass. Somehow you got to make yourself black on top of it. So maybe let me suggest blackface for you. A blackface gay guy. That goes a long way in this world, in this country. And we all know it. Sickening though it may be, it's true. Truth bothers people. I mentioned this about the University of Missouri's basketball team yesterday on social media. You know, stuff just pops out at me because it's so obvious. I've noticed for the past few years that Missouri hasn't had a single white basketball player that's been consequential in any way. Not one. Not one. Now, it's also coincided with some of the longest losing streaks in Missouri basketball history, but that's not because the players are black, but it is a fact. So other than Kim Anderson, who was there a very short period of time and had to fight off the probation lies that were told to him, and of course then they fired him, Other than his tenure, three of the last four Missouri basketball coaches have been black. And not one white player in the tenure of any of those three coaches has played in any significant way and been consequential in any way at all. Not one. 
In the meantime, all you have to do is look around the rest of the country. Missouri right now is desperate for a big man, desperate. And three of the best big men are white. They don't play at Missouri, though. One plays at Purdue, one plays at Nevada, and one plays at Arizona. But not at Missouri. I see white players of importance and and very consequential roles on teams all over the country. Some of the best teams in the country. You saw St. Mary's upset Gonzaga last Saturday night. Both teams had a lot of white players, and St. Mary's is virtually all white. Duke has white players. But Missouri, not in Columbia, Missouri. Columbia, Missouri is not the home of the white basketball player. And yet no one says anything. Why doesn't Benjamin Hackman, the hack who wrote about two black quarterbacks starting the Super Bowl, a lie, why doesn't he write about what's going on right down the highway? Some of the most bigoted, racist behavior you'll ever see in sports is going on right down the highway at the University of Missouri's athletic department. Remember, this is the athletic department whose black athletic director famously referred to the white people in the athletic department as crackers, and he wasn't fired. Pretty amazing. And yet it goes on. I'll give Dennis Gates a bit of a pause. He's the current coach. He's black, but this is his first year. Let's see what he does in the next coming years. He had to clean up Conzo Martin's mess, who never had a white guy. Frank Haith never had a white guy. Just gave us probation. Hmm. Historically, Missouri's greatest success has come with white players. A mix of white players and black players. Four consecutive Big Eight titles were held under Norm Stewart, thanks to Steve Tabanovich and John Sunvold. They also had some black players mixed in, but those were the two stars. And they were both white. John Brown's tenure at Missouri was one of spectacular success. White guy, white center. I don't say this because I think that you should force white players on anybody. But don't tell me that there aren't any white players in the state of Missouri who could play at Missouri. Don't tell me that. When you tell me that, I call you a racist. But I can promise you this. If there were five white guys playing for Missouri, there would be outrage. Outrage. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. And yet not one thing is said by the lovely media in this town or in Kansas City or in Columbia or in Springfield. Not one word. All right, we'll come back with more of the show. And uh, your calls are welcome, 636-538-0746 after this. Just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. And 
from the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston. stepped away and lo and behold the music ran out first time that's ever happened but there's a time that's historically significant as pete Buttigieg would call it that was historic you said it on some historical significance just now and so you should be thanking me i actually let the music run out first time ever that's historical absolutely historical so is taco bell by the way Nobody offers you the food they offer you at the price they offer it at. Go through your sofa cushions right now or go through your change compartment in your car and don't deny that you have change in either one of them because you have them in both. And get yourself enough change to go up to Taco Bell and have breakfast. You can do it with just the change that you have in either one of those areas. And you could get yourself something off the dollar crave menu. You're on your way to work. Wouldn't a Grilled breakfast burrito with bacon bits be a nice little breakfast. You don't need any more than that. It's a buck. A double stuffed taco is a dollar. So go up there and get a taco, double stuffed chicken or meat, a buck. Grande burrito is a buck. You can also get a breakfast quesadilla if you're a little hungrier, two bucks, under two bucks, I should say. Get steak on it, it's under three. Two different AM crunch wraps are under three bucks, so is the Grande Scrambler. Hey, They've brought back the Mexican pizza, so when you, if you sit there and watch that idiot speak tomorrow night, you can have a Mexican pizza from Taco Bell so that you won't get completely sick to your stomach. But all of these things at Taco Bell on a menu that's ever-changing because they're bringing back popular items, they're bringing new items, it behooves you to check it all the time. 
They're available at the locally owned and operated locations for Taco Bell in our area, the ones that I support. They're in Chesterfield Valley, also in Missouri and Cape Girardeau, Jackson. I wonder if the folks at the Cape Girardeau Taco Bell on Saturday were gazing up at the sky and seeing that balloon while they ate their tacos. Union, Missouri, St. Clair, Washington. In Illinois, they're in Waterloo, Decatur, Springfield, the state capital, Carbondale, the home of the Salukis, Ducoin, the home of the State Fair, Troy, Salem, Jerseyville, and Columbia, the home of the Anbrier Golf Club. Those are all locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations. And so, I say to you, good morning, Cleo. Hello, Cleo. Morning, Kevin. How's it going, man? It is going well. How about yourself? Very good, very good. Fantastic show this morning. It's, it's full of information. The time goes so quickly when you're when you're having fun, as I do when I listen to your show. Well, I appreciate that very much. We try to we try to inform with facts because that's the only that's the only way to do it. <laughs> and you're right on Mizzou basketball. Where is the diversity, Kevin? Where is it? Yeah, there is no diversity. When it comes to Missouri basketball, diversity went out the window, and they don't care. They have a, a mulatto of athletic director. She's uh, got a stripper's <laughs> name, Desiree. <laughs> and so they're, they're, they're at least they're, uh, by the name, they're at least honoring the stripper profession, but they don't let white people play basketball. It's really ridiculous. It is, it is embarrassing, actually, because kids grew up in this – town and in Kansas City and Springfield, I'm sure, and in Columbia itself, white kids thinking they could play for the state school. And they always had that dream when Norm Stewart was the coach there, but now they don't because they know it's impossible. They won't ever be allowed to. Doesn't matter how good they are. Plenty of good players have left this town and played elsewhere. They just haven't played at Columbia, Missouri for years. For years it's been that way. You're right. And it shouldn't go on any longer. And I got one question for that should be asked of Mr. Biden. Sixty million went to Pennsylvania University. Sixty million. Just ask him simply, Mr. President, what was that for? Give us an answer. Yeah. And how much did you pocket? <laughs> yeah. You know, where, where's Hunter's cut? There, to, to anyone who believes that of that sixty million that China donated to the University of Penn's Biden Center, that nothing went to Biden. You'd have to be dumber than dirt, and I give you that as a, uh, give you that on my word as a Biden. Imagine that fool saying that. I give you my word as a Biden. That's just a you're a fool, man. <laughs> Kevin, something happened recently that really, really got excited me. Kevin, the California Democratic Legislature passed the Safer Streets for All Act. You, you saw that, didn't you? I did not see that. Tell me about it. Well, you got to get it, man. You got to look at it. This it said previous loitering banning unfair discrimination against the LGBTQ community. In other words, it decriminalized prostitution. The hoes and the pimps are walking the streets for free. On, for free. Oh at my last, God. Kev, at last, equality for the pimps, Kevin. Finally, you got your this. wish. Equality for the pimps. I've been pushing this so long, man. It's a it's my Rosa Parks moment. <laughs> Equality for the pimps. It's upon us in California. Well, why wouldn't it be? 
the land of fruits and nuts. That's where they, that be, that should be the first state that should do that. But the, the, a bill for the safer streets. Have they checked to see how many people are getting murdered in their streets? How many uh, homeless people are sitting there drugging it up right in front of kids and everybody else? Safe streets. It's they a, would know what a safe street is. It's all Gavin Newsom's uh, pro, uh, pro, prospects. It's all his laws. It's all his pronounced. Gavin Newsom, Governor Greaseball. If I were a homeless person in California, I would set my tent up right in the middle of Bel Air or Brentwood and let them deal with me there, make make a big scene that these rich people don't want me. You know, he's going to be the president. I'm telling you, and there's more people seeing it besides me, that he's going to be the Democratic nominee. Biden's not going to run. There's no way they're going to run. I agree with you. I I think he will be the Democratic nominee. I don't think there's any problem with that. There's there's no question that's going to happen. Thank God, because he's a complete idiot. And now... We we saw that Biden was un- unelectable. This guy's unelectable, and yet they claim Biden won. So once more, <laughs> there's going to have to be a, a, something like Arizona overturn that election to show the Democrats that this stuff ends now. Good point. But it takes I don't know courage. what's going to happen. No, it takes courage. Well, I'm glad you're starting to see Governor, Governor Greaseball is going to be it. He's loading up his supply of hair gel, man. Well, his wife might say, hey, 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 hold on a minute. I'm making millions off these nonprofits while I'm out here. Do we really need to go to Washington? And his answer would be, honey, you'll make billions there. <laughs> yeah, I was making to make that point. This is going to be, when, when he runs for president, it's going to be the, the, the pervert platform. <laughs> she she she's a child abuser. I've seen I've seen the film that, that kids millions of kids seeing this film. It's got porno images and porno sites on it. Kevin, take a look at it. You ought to see it. That's unbelievable. And, and he's going to run for president. This asshole that's got pimps and whores on his side, you know, pushing for their goodwill and and her. The Republicans really need to latch on to that when this happens and call him the pervert for president. Well, it's like Greg Gutfeld said. You know, the only way you fight these people is to fight them on their terms. Get down in the mud, slug away, rub their face in it, and then see how they like it. But if you you continue to act like you're above the fray, well, you know, they've, they've written the rules now. They've broken all the norms. So it's time to attack them on their turf and then bring this country back to respectability. He's exactly right. You got you got to shoot with all barrels, man. Yes, you do. Just like you, you don't hold back. Mark Levin, you and me, you know, it seems like there's only a few of us. Well, I've always said, you know, I don't start things, but if you start it, uh, then I'm going to give everything I can to finish it. And that's that's the, my my comment to the Republicans. You didn't start this mess. You didn't start this corrupt war, but you got to you got to play it any way you have to win, because if you're in a street fight. There are no rules. You know, there's, oh, you can't kick me in the cojones. Oh, yes, I can. Watch. Boom. Gouge their eyes out. That's what a street fight is. So that's, that's what right. this is. Gouge their effing eyes out and then stomp on them. That's what you when, have to do with Democrats. When Governor Newsom runs for president, they got to have both, both barrels shooting out, man. This guy's a pervert and so is his wife. We cannot... America, you cannot elect this man to be president. His state's a mess anyway. The homelessness, the crime, and, and he and he spearheads it all. Imagine them even promoting him. 
But that's how arrogant they are at, at thinking, hey, we can get anybody elected because we're going to cheat. We just can't get Biden reelected. Now, he's a real BS artist. He's a pretty boy. That's all that matters. He's it's a, a pretty boy with nothing. They, this, this is one guy that has zero substance behind him. And, of course, they all don't. They, don't. they all don't have any substance other than Trump. Yeah, and I believe and, and, and on, this, the, on the local this, level, I believe Kerry Lake and Christy Noem, people like that, Ron DeSantis, they all have substance. Governor yeah, and this, China, this Chinese espionage thing, Kevin, the Washington Post, the Washington Times has been saying for over 20 years that the Chinese want to take over America. And I've been reading it for 20 plus years. And I'm not surprised at all this, but now, now people are wising up a little bit. Well, I, I hope. I always say they are. I don't know. You know, we, we, we know. Do, do Are people wising up and they're not being counted? In other words, in these elections, people have gotten wiser, and so they're not voting these people in, and yet they're stealing the elections. That's a possibility. But when I say people have wisened up, I still know people that haven't. Yeah. Maybe we're just wishful, wishful thinking here, you and me. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's probably wishful thinking, but... But you never know. You know, you have to every every small every small step to success starts with a dream and a wish. Yeah, yeah, that's what what happened with with the with the with the pimps, Kevin. We I was wishing and hoping, and finally I got my wish. Equality for the pimps is here. Equality for the pimps is here. It's in California and it's ongoing. If we're lucky, it'll come to Missouri, right? Just like the pot laws. <laughs> Carpe diem to Cleo. You're, now you got to campaign on something else that we actually need rather than equality for the pimps. Yeah, we got to reset this pot law thing. I was in a convenience store the other day. Some idiot walked out smelling that crap. And I walked up to the guy, the foreign guy. He says, how are you doing today? I said, I was fine until I smelled that idiot walking behind me. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah. My, he said, my clothes smell every day from these people. Isn't that sickening? And he was a foreign fella, you know. He was a little bit, you know, elderly like me, but uh, but he was really a hip guy. And he said, "Well, you know, thank you, thank you for your for patronage, and I uh, wish you a good day." And I said, "Yeah, thank you." And I said, "This country's going to hell, ain't it?" And he said, "You're right." Yeah, it is. It really is. It's actually it's in purgatory. It's close to hell. We're we're, we're yeah. not we're knocking on the door of hell. The, Satan hasn't answered yet, but we're knocking. I'm I'm afraid you're right, Kevin. Well, we can pray, man. Maybe, maybe prayer will help out. Well, it's like Chris Ruddy said, the CEO and founding founding owner of Newsmax. When we played that clip earlier, that the culture has changed dramatically. That his parents wouldn't even know this country. Neither would mine. Mm-hmm. My parents mm-hmm. wouldn't know this country. But what the thing about our parents is, they would have fought. They would have fought back hard because they knew what sacrifices went into making this country. These little spoiled well, brats, these spoiled brats today, they don't know anything. Yeah. They don't know a damn thing. Well, you're one of the few fighters, Kevin. You and Tucker Carlson and Mark Levin, you're one of the few fighters. Thank goodness for your voice here in, in Missouri and St. Louis. Well, thank you, Cleo. I appreciate that. I'll always do that. If I can't do anything else, I'll do that. Yeah, good. Okay, I'll sign off. Thanks All right, thank Bye. you. Appreciate it, Cleo. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye now. Equality for the pimps, baby. <laughs> what kind of a lunatic signs that into law and what kind of a legislature drafts it to sign it? Jeez. 
you know, people are going to say, well, it's a good way to make money. You legalize prostitution and then tax it. Let me tell you a better way. Legalize sports gambling or gambling of any kind and tax that. It's, it's just disgusting. Or here's a good idea. Stop wasting our tax money and you'd have plenty. But when it goes to help the border security of the Middle Eastern countries, but not for ours, I have a problem with that. And that's not getting enough play in this country, in the media, because why should it? They're on to their next thing the next day. Oh, there's a balloon up there. Let's talk about that. But while we're talking about it, let's blame Trump, because three different balloons flew over the country when he was president, even though everyone denies that. But I think John Ratcliffe said it best. Had there been, the media would have pulled out all stops to go after Trump for it. Airline pilots would have seen it as they saw this one. People could have seen it with the naked eye from the ground as they saw this one. It's no mystery, folks. All together now, they're lying to you. And they've been lying to you probably for decades, not probably, for decades. But they're especially lying to you now. Now they steal elections and they don't care. At least when we had the election stolen in 1960, when Kennedy won, at least there was enough outrage that they didn't try it again for quite a while. But now they're at it again, and they're really, really organized. But always remember two things. They don't care, and they don't care. That'll wrap us up for today, folks. We're back fighting the good fight again for you tomorrow morning right here in the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. This is the live show, 7 to 9, every morning, Central Time. But you can hear us on podcast right here on our website, on Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, and any place else you find great podcasts. This is the best. We're back again tomorrow. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. Auto Plaza Direct. Auto Plaza Direct. King's Court starts now.